So he used this technique with me. It's called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. Okay. So he tapped with me for about 15 minutes about my mother's death. And I walked away from that appointment being able to tell the story in her mind without the tears there anymore. For and the first time ever, right? First time. First time I realized that we hold those emotions and those memories That's inside cool. of our physical body and that we can let them go. And it mm -hmm. was eye-opening. Welcome to Neurons to Nirvana, a platform for creative forces that embrace the unconventional and the quest for artistry, humanity, innovation, health, and healing of the mind and soul. Join me, Tom Hartridge, on a journey celebrating experiences unbound by physical borders or traditional norms. From inside the mind to the far reaches of the universe, this is Neurons to Nirvana. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I'm dedicating this episode to one of my lifelong friends, Ernest Munford. Ernest passed away suddenly and unexpectedly recently. Ernest and I had been friends since first grade, and he was one of the biggest supporters and a true inspiration to Neurons to Nirvana podcast. Ernest was also a huge mental health advocate. When I had doubts in myself and the vision of Neurons to Nirvana, it was Ernest who pushed me by saying, Tom, you have to use your voice and passion to help people. There are so many people out in the world who are suffering right now. You have to launch it. I recorded this episode the day after I found out that Ernest had passed away, and I was in a state of shock as well as overcome with an immense amount of grief. If you are listening to this podcast, I strongly encourage you to watch the interview on my YouTube channel, Neurons to Nirvana Podcast. Have you heard the phrase, the body keeps the score? My guest, Ann Hentz, is a walking example of how a body changes from trauma. Ann is the author of the book, A Pathway to Insight, which is a truly inspirational and fascinating story of how Ann discovered a way to heal herself and in return now has made it her life mission to share to the world how others can overcome their past traumas to live a more tranquil and productive life. Anne's body absorbed a variety of traumatic events beginning at her birth and continuing until an altercation in a parenting group when raising her two sons caused her to actively seek ways to release her pain and move forward in her life. Her diligence to confront her fears and intensity implying the emotional freedom technique, EFT, also known as tapping, which has brought substantial emotional, physical changes as well as inner peace. As painful as it was for me to do this interview, I feel that it is imperative to display how I'm wearing my pain and grief on my face and body while Anne tells her inspirational story while demonstrating a way visually how one can overcome grief and trauma in both our body and mind. Without further ado, let's get to know Anne. Anne, hey, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me and my listeners. Uh, I find your story fascinating, and I, I can't wait to uh, have you share it with my audience. Hi, Tom. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, so why don't you, if you don't mind, start telling the story, the genesis, sort of from what I read about when you were 19 and your mother, um, if you don't mind sharing that. 
Sure. I actually had plenty of trauma before that. Should I share that? Would you like yes, to? Yes, absolutely. If you'd like to, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, I was actually conceived in New Zealand and then born in England. And when I was born in England, I had my right foot was up against my right shin. So my first six weeks of life, I had physical therapy to release that foot. And then I was handed over for adoption into a family that had just suffered a trauma because they had my brother, they had adopted a boy who was now two, and then they adopted another little girl, and they had her for six months, and then the birth mother changed her mind um, and took that child back again, and wow. I was the replacement into the family for that loss. So obviously my parents wouldn't connect with me too easily because they would have been afraid my mother was going to do the same thing. Yes. Yeah, but she didn't. So at six months we started traveling around the world. My dad had a, a job where he needed to be in different countries. So we moved to Barbados first, then to Sierra Leone. And when we were in Sierra Leone, we had a house fire. I was the one who saw the flames coming in through my bedroom wall. And so that was another trauma. And then uh, yeah, when we went, when I was nine, we lived in Hong Kong and I was sent to a boarding school in England. And it was a boys boarding school because my brother was there. So I was actually the first girl boarder at a boys boarding school for two oh, years. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which was horrific because I was teased mercilessly for two years. Oh, so no. that certainly sat inside of me. And then for my teenage years, both my parents became alcoholics. And my dad already had anger issues. So life at home was hell. And then when I was 19, I woke up one morning and found my mother dead on the bathroom floor. So that was another trauma. So that I just continued with life because I didn't know there was anything different. I didn't even know therapy existed at the time. We never talked about feelings, emotions, anything. We just continued. That was just what I'd always been taught to do. So that's what I continued to do. Just went on with life. Yeah. And what's so fascinating and why I, I wanted to speak to you today is, uh, as I told you off before we started recording, is the fact that uh, since I was 16, I've been battling with bouts of depression, anxiety, and what you have discovered Maybe I can use it because I've tried everything under the sun, quite frankly. Okay. Yeah. I certainly had a lot of depression in my life. So I actually continued with life. As I said, I became a software engineer. I, I moved to Harvard California. Too, right? Yes. Two boys. And then, yeah, got married, had two boys. And it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that I had almost the business altercation with a couple of other mothers who were strong, self-assured, self-confident women. And I was not. And they told me I'd done something wrong. And my mind just went out of control. It was days. It was going over and over what they'd said and what I'd said and what had happened. And I couldn't let it go. And that's when I realized, I don't think this is normal. I don't think other people would react this intensely to what had happened. And that's when I realized, yeah, it feels a little bit how I'd like how I'd react if my dad told me I'd done something wrong and I didn't think I had. So to me, that was like the first little inkling of maybe there's something from childhood that I haven't let go of yet, which is kind of funny to say because there was so much from childhood that yeah. I have to look at. Yeah, sure. um, so it was in that time frame that I actually went to doctor's appointments. I don't remember why I went, but it certainly was nothing to do with emotions. And he happened to be a holistic physician and he recognized that I was more stressed than I should be. So he asked me on a scale of zero to 10 what my stress level was. And I said it was an eight. And then he asked me why. 
And it was that question that made me realize, oh, it was my mother's death, which is now two decades prior, because the tears were still just under the surface. So I'd been holding that in for so long and it had built up inside of me. So he used this technique with me. It's called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. So he tapped with me for about 15 minutes about my mother's death. And I walked away from that appointment, being able to tell the story in her mind without the tears there anymore. For the first time ever, right? First time. First time I realized that we hold those emotions and those memories inside of our physical body and that we can let them go. And it Mm -hmm. was eye opening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I went home and I learned how to use the technique. I've done the 15 minutes, but I wanted to learn more. And it was given away by the person who developed it, Gary Craig, online for free. So I just went online and how to use it. And I wanted to check it out. You know, had this engineering background. I like to know how yeah. to work. <laughs> right. So for me, I had a 17-year-old cat at home at the time who needed to have a daily saline shot. We'd just been told that he needed to have one every day. And I hated injections. And it was really scary, even the idea of doing it. And the first time I gave him a shot, my hand was shaking out of control. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day. So I tapped about it. I tapped about every aspect about it. So I tapped about my hand shaking. I tapped about my fear of hurting him. And I tapped about all my memories from all the injections I've had over the years because we lived in all these different countries. And the next day when I gave him the shot, the needle just slid right in. All that fear that had been sitting inside of me had disappeared. And that's when I realized two things. I realized that EFT is deceptively powerful. It doesn't look like it's doing much, but I realized that it really is. And I realized that the freedom is beyond that fear. And that's where I wanted to be. So that's where my journey started. And how much time did it take for you with trial and error to finally get it right with your cat to put the needle in? Well, I only tapped that one one time. time Yeah, I don't. Maybe it was half an hour. Maybe I worked on it. Okay. Maybe less, but it was certainly no more than that. And that just released all that fear. So that's when I started using it. I started noticing during the day when I was becoming emotional. So when I was reacting to something or just, yeah, even that is a big step, right? Because we tend to get caught up in our emotions. Oh, yeah. To be able to stand back and say, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) to be able to stand back and say, oh, look at me, I'm getting frustrated or angry or whatever. That's, that's a step in itself. And when I could catch myself, I would tap about it and bring myself back to a calm place. And I just kept doing this. And over time, I could see that my mind was getting quieter. I was getting less reactionary and I wanted more. So I wrote down every emotional memory I could think of for my whole life up to that point, which was several sheets of paper. And I tapped through one each night for about an hour to an hour and a half each night until I'd gone through it all. And when you, when I talk about tapping, it's like you tap it out, you use this technique until the emotions are not there anymore. So I could talk about my mother's death and it just sounds like I'm reading from a book because I don't have any triggers anymore. Yeah. yeah? So when you've done that through for all your childhood traumas and all the memories then there's a piece inside that you find that I didn't know existed before. And my mind 
which used to be so busy and so negative and so critical. It was, <laughs> it wasn't like that anymore. I remember opening my kitchen door and saying, it feels like I'm living in a different reality because those words in my head were not there anymore. And that's when I realized that those words had been programmed in me from childhood. And I didn't know that. I couldn't even see that until they were gone. But I'd just been replaying my dad's words over and over again. But now I'm saying so it to myself. It was your father's voice that you were kind of hearing? Well, I mean, it was probably my voice, but his okay. words. Right, yes. right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we just don't realize it because it's such a part of who we are. It's We're programmed you know, in those first seven years of life, and we just tend to replay things over and over again. Yeah, that's right. I've read that uh, your your personality and your traits and behavioral traits are formed and kind of set in stone by the age of seven, they say more or less. Right. And it's subconscious. So we're not aware of it. So as you start going through this process, as I started going through this process, I became more and more aware. So I realized that EFT is actually opening up the subconscious mind. So as you actually tap on things more. So when I would tap about my mother's death, I did it more than that one time. That one time with the doctor was like the first layer of emotions. And then as those release things bubble to the surface. So more details would bubble to the surface, more emotions would bubble to the surface. And then you work on those and you just keep working at a deeper and deeper level. And it opens up the subconscious mind. And as that's happening, it's actually expanding our awareness. You know, that's a word we've, we play around with a lot these days. And I yeah. don't really know what it meant to begin with, but I really do now. And I started to become aware of my emotions during the day. But then underneath the emotions are a set of physical sensations, right? We get taught in childhood, oh, you're feeling angry when someone's looking at us. But what we're really doing is we're holding ourselves in a certain posture. And, right? and internalizing it, yeah. Yeah, we're holding tension somewhere. So as I let go of these emotions, I actually started to become aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, so if I was feeling fearful or, or thought a thought that was fearful, I would notice where that fear was sitting inside of me. Now, when I started this journey, I had not been able to do that. I wouldn't have been able to think, oh, okay, I can feel that fear as tension in my solar plexus. But I got to the place that I could because my awareness had expanded. So at that point, I started to actually focus on the physical sensations rather than tapping I didn't need to tap anymore. I just wanted to feel those feelings. Now, you've heard people say mm -hmm. that before too, right? Feel your feelings. Yeah, Sounds absolutely. like it should be so easy, <laughs> but it, it isn't. I actually had to learn how to do it. And what I found is I actually had to stop and be like a statue. So, so maybe try it out, right? Can you feel sadness inside of you? Absolutely. Yeah, I just told you my childhood friend passed away yesterday yeah. morning. So can you feel that physically inside of you? Where would the sadness be? Uh, typically, it's in my like, abdomen area. Okay. And so then... From here to here. Uh-huh. So I would then focus on that sadness in my abdomen, mm -hmm. feel it, and just allow it to be felt. And to do that, I had to hold myself like a statue, I had to stop breathing, because as soon as I took a deep breath or I moved, I could no longer focus on that sensation in my abdomen. So I would hold my awareness on it. I would talk to it. 
okay, I can feel the sadness. I can, I can feel you right there in my abdomen. I just want to feel you. I just want to allow you to be felt. At some point, I'd need to take a deep breath. And at that point, there'd be a shift. And that sadness would dissipate, dissipate a little bit. And then I would think the thought again, feel the sadness again, and do the same thing. And I'd do it over and over again until the sadness had gone. And at that point, that thought that had sadness underneath it was free. It no longer had the emotion stuck behind it. So I started doing this every day, mostly when I was doing the dishes. <laughs> really? <laughs> take okay. a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the evenings, instead of doing my childhood traumas with the tapping, I would lay on the sofa and I would bring collective traumas to mind. So like 9-11, right? We all have our own experience of those collective traumas. So I would bring up those thoughts to mind and feel the emotions and just allow those sensations to be felt. And they would dissipate. So I'd do this over and over again. And at some point during this process, I realized I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had dissipated. So this is where it gets a little weird. I'd never okay. heard of this before. I didn't know what I was doing. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so let me try and explain it to you. So imagine you have a toothache or a stomach ache. You can pinpoint where that pain is coming from. But once the pain is dissipated, right, the toothache is gone or stomach is, has gone, you can't really pinpoint exactly where that pain was anymore, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I found that I could. I could keep my awareness inside my body. So then I started playing. Okay, I've done it once. Can I do it again? And I found that I could. And then what can I do? Right? How can I play more? So I found I could move my awareness around inside. And I could find tension or no tension. So I would find a place that had tension. I would focus on it. And it would shift. And I would focus on it again. And I'd do it again and again until the tension had dissipated. So I'm doing the same thing that I was doing with EFT with the tapping, just doing it again and again until the emotion had dissipated. And then at a deeper level with the physical sensations, now I'm right inside the body and doing the same thing. And so I just kept doing this. And over time, it actually took many, many months before I could actually put my awareness inside my head, which was eye-opening because I had so much pain in my left cheek here and the forces pulling my bones out of alignment were just incredible. And I had lived 50 years without being aware of this tension and pain inside my head. You had no idea whatsoever. I had no idea. Wow. And I think it was right from being born with my right foot up against my shin. I think mm -hmm. my whole body was talked. I've had scoliosis since as long as I can remember. And, but I didn't know, right? I wasn't aware of those forces that were pulling me out of alignment. So now that I was aware, I had a tool, right? So I just focused on it a little bit at a time and it would release and just, just again and again and again. So over time, I could actually feel my skull bones relax into what I now know is a more aligned position. But at the time, it just felt like it was relaxing because I'm releasing tension inside. So it's just going to be relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so then I got those x-rays taken last year compared to ones in 2013, just orthodontic x-rays. But you can see that the, the bones, the eye socket bones have shifted. And I didn't even know that was possible. 
and my oh, did I? No, I saw you. Yeah. yeah i saw your website last night i checked it and it's amazing it's un unbelievable extraordinary and yeah my jaw was way off to the side is now much more centered and my neck was really not at all straight <laughs> i've got more work to do but it's a way straight than it was and i've grown half an inch because of that Unlinded. half an inch at 55 is that at correct 55 yes crazy that's amazing but it shows how much tension we store inside of ourselves and we're just not aware of it yeah absolutely i mean i so i, I hold it in my abdomen and sometimes my back right um, and that's only the part that you're aware of okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> because as i went through each process i just got aware at a deeper and deeper level so we're only shown as much as we can handle in any moment along this journey, right? Because if I had known all that tension and pain in my head like 10 years ago, it would have been too much for me to bear. But when I was ready to deal with it, I was shown it. And the other thing that, if you don't mind, I'll sort of give you a lead <laughs> is your appearance. Like you look rejuvenated and more youthful from uh the picture am i wrong i mean i don't know thank you <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> okay <take that. laughs> okay yes you do i mean from it's not just your neck is more aligned and so forth but to me personally from viewing it last night you look more youthful and rejuvenated and less stressed thank you i mean it is it is doing that it is releasing dis-ease on the inside right releasing stress and tension so i would think it is going to have that effect Typically, when you would do this, you said it would range about an hour, hour and a half? When I was working on my childhood, yes. But in the moment, right during the day, if I was feeling emotion, I would just tap as long as it took to release the tension. Where does the term tapping derive from exactly? <laughs> because we're actually tapping on certain places, which are the ends of meridian systems, okay. on the body as yeah. we're talking through something. Yeah, so, yeah, it's obvious once you see it happening, yes. <laughs> You've got a book. What is the name of your, your book? You've written a book about this, correct? Yes, it's called The Pathway to Insight, because I believe this is the original meaning of the word insight. Like I'm actually looking inside the body. Yeah, absolutely. I, am, I suffer from ADHD, have pretty much my whole life, and I have trouble... And I'm bringing this up because I read your comments on this and <laughs> I, I think we are in a line, but um, I can't, it's very hard for me to meditate. I can't shut my brain down at, at night. I can be thinking of three different things at the same time uh, for better or worse, something creative, something, you know, when my mother was terminally ill, that could be juggling, you name it. But I, I have real issues. I'm not able to meditate. It's hard for me to calm my mind. So when you're telling me this, I think this is fascinating and I want to try it, but how can I get myself <laughs> to focus? Uh, to this is nothing to do with meditation. Right. No nothing. Yeah. I don't meditate either. I never no, I wanted know. to. I, I, I read that. That's why I brought it up. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this is about fully accepting whatever we're th feeling or thinking in the moment, because I've realized that the emotions, it's just stuck energy. It's energy inside of our body that wants to be released. And all we have to do is find a way to allow it to release. So even thoughts that we don't think have energy or emotion around them, they do have energy around them. 
So with tapping, what you would do in that situation is you would tap and you would say what it is you're thinking. Because mm. we don't want to suppress what we're thinking. We want okay. to allow it to be expressed and to have the energy come through us and dissipate. So that's what the tapping does. It releases it from the nervous system, releases the energy. Okay. So if I was thinking three different things at a time, I would say <laughs> whatever those things are, right? I would say them out loud and allow it to be okay that I'm thinking them. Because when we do, that's when the energy dissipates, right? That's how the voices that were my dad's words, that's how they disappeared because I had tapped about them, right? I would hear the words, um, you know, I'm, I'm unworthy, I'm unlovable, those things. I tapped on those things for a long time because those were my beliefs and my feelings. And once I tapped on them long enough that they no longer had any effect on me, then they stopped popping into my head. They were just there because they wanted to be felt and accepted. And once yeah. they were, that's when they would disappear. So once you started doing this, how long ago did you, was this 20 years ago? How, yeah, that, I was in like my late 30s and I'm 55 okay. now. So. Okay. That being said, and you, you've obviously through trial and error and lots of practice, you got this nailed down, but you don't have thoughts like that anymore about your father or any other past traumas. I really don't. Okay. No, no. I go out of my way looking for things that trigger me these days <laughs> because <laughs> I know that's a deeper healing, right? So, I, I mean, for years I didn't watch the news because I had enough of my own stuff to deal with, right? But now I will watch the news. I want to know what triggers me because I know I can work on that then at a deeper level. And on, on my own personal level, uh, I can relate. You know, I was my mother's primary caregiver when she was terminally ill so i have some trauma with it was a beautiful thing that my sisters and i were able to be in the bedroom with her when she took her last breath but you know sadly enough the funeral home sent two old much older gentlemen this is a three-story house and they were having issues uh getting her down and i told my sisters i think they're gonna i can't watch them drop my mom and her head hit up the stairs and they were saying, they called me, I prefer Tom, but they said, Thomas, shut up, you know, stop. And then they saw, so I intervened and I ended up being the one who put my mother in the hearse. And that's something that's kind of bothered me, obviously, as you can tell. Um, right. So with something like that, with EFT, right, we actually have to want to go through it. It's kind of scary because we think we don't want to look at some things, right? They're too scary. We don't want to have to relive them again. But that is tension or darkness that's stored inside of us. And if we do look at it closely, then we are kind of opening up that wound and we're cleaning it out and we're letting that stored tension go, right? Yeah. So with EFT, you would tap through that whole event. You talk through it, right, from beginning to end as you're tapping on the points. And then you would talk through it again. And you would do it again and again, feel those emotions and allow them to be expressed, to, to feel them. And you get to the place where you could tell that story just totally calmly, right? Without being choked up like I just was. Right, right. I mean, I still have the visual, visceral memory of right. all of that. Right, it's stored inside of you. It's Visually, stored in yes, yeah. like, a, like a movie. 
right? So if, if you go through it enough times and you clean out that energy behind it, it just becomes a story and then it no longer affecting you, right? It's affecting you right now because it's living inside of you with those emotions. But once the emotions are gone and it's just a story, it's not affecting you anymore. Uh, well, I'm definitely going to try it because uh, I have been, as you know, I'm a huge and extremely passionate about mental health. And I had just I mentioned this on an earlier episode that was released. Uh, I lost my therapist who helped me get through a lot of trauma with taking care of my mom and, and losing her. And he sadly, we were the same age. He passed away at 41. And so that's, trauma because I just had my last session with him three weeks ago and I was upset about something that now seems so trivial, but he wouldn't let me in the session without saying, Tom, look at me. You're going to be okay. You're going to be more than okay. And I couldn't, for the first four or five days, I could not get that visual out of my head. And I had this sense of guilt because he passed away something like 28 hours later. And, you know, when I was ending the session, I just said, okay, I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I know from the fact that I can now see inside, sense inside of myself, right? I'm, I'm looking from somewhere to somewhere else inside of myself. So what that allowed me to realize is I am not my body, right? I actually inhabit my body, right? So I have no, I, no, oh, I said that wrong. I don't have any question that we inhabit our body and that there will be there is something after death right so he, yeah, yeah, yeah he has yeah. moved somewhere else he has not disappeared yes absolutely and yeah. i it took me uh as i've you mentioned um i went down i couldn't get over my father was my dad was my best friend and when i lost him to cancer four five years had gone by and i was still grieving and I was so desperate, talk therapy and all this wasn't helping. So I got on a plane and went to South America to take ayahuasca. And it worked for that purpose. But this is, um, you know, I took a lot of risks traveling by myself, getting to the retreat. You don't, I mean... We can, that's a whole nother subject, but ecotourism, you don't know necessarily where the, the ayahuasca is coming from. Did all of that just so I could get these feelings out of my, my body. Uh, great, took great lengths, quite frankly. And so if this is possible, I'm, I'm certainly game for it. <laughs> uh, right. So it's very much an acceptance, right? So that is yeah. a key thing. So accepting yeah. the, accepting the guilt. Yes. Yeah. Once you feel that guilt and it's like, okay, to, it's okay to feel guilty and to feel that guilt. We don't want to, I mean, a lot of people would say, well, don't feel guilty, right? You shouldn't feel guilty. But if you feel guilty, then you want to accept that guilt because that's how it releases from the body. And how long, EFT, how long has this been around? Oh, 20, 25 years, maybe. It's been a, around a while and a lot of people, there are a lot of people who use it these days. There was a lot of online presence for EFT. But one mm -hmm. of the things to know is that EFT's power is in accepting the negative. And a lot of people now use EFT to go towards the positive. But, you know, because I can see inside, I know that 
there's only the darkness, the tension or no tension, right? All we have to do yeah. is find the darkness and let that go. Underneath, it's already light. Yeah, yeah. for me, I would be, I'm way more interested in expunging, so to speak, the negativity out of my body and psyche. Yeah, yeah, because the positive is already there underneath it. Yes, absolutely. I'm an optimist overall. But <laughs> when did you publish your book? When, how long has it been out? 11 11 2020 that's okay. when i published it okay okay and uh where could i find it in the audience if they'd like to read it it's on amazon or you can ask your local bookstore to order okay. it okay and then i i have to ask you i saw something if you don't mind sharing maybe you were giving a seminar about the mystical third eye you mind <laughs> talking about that Sure. I mean, that's what I believe this this is the opening of the inner eye. Right. I think inner eye is much more descriptive than third eye. You know? Right. The chakra, third eye, you hear about all that. Right. So this is, to me, this is what it actually means, the ability to sense inside the body, to see light or darkness on the inside. For your seminar that you've given in the past, I believe the last... 2019 maybe give or take if i read it correctly do you keep in touch with the, the attendees and people who have come to see you or or talk to you about this <laughs> that's an interesting question no one's ever asked that before <laughs> i have a mailing list i don't i'm not really into marketing so much i'm sh i want to share my story i want people to know that we have this power within us these abilities within us so that's what i'm i'm doing now i because i would be interested you know to give people's feedback to see how they're coming along after six months or a year and so forth what would you say to me and my audience how we can change our future and future of the planet because there's as you well know it's very polarized right now the world it is very polarized. We all have our own opinions about one side or the other. And that's <laughs> that's where our power is, right? To me, our part of anything that's happening is how we feel about it, right? So if we're blaming a politician for something that's happening or a different country for something that's happening or even our spouse or our partner, if we're blaming someone else outside of us, we're feeling some part of that right we're frustrated or we're angry or something and we can we can do something about it right we can take a deep breath even taking a deep breath is going to change our signal right now mm -hmm. and affect what we're attracting back into our life so if if we can do something more than that right if we can tap about how we feel about this side or that side of anything and we can bring ourselves back to peace then we're attracting peace into our future. So if all if we all did this work, right, then there would be and, yes, and the then there would be no more division or war. Exactly. We, yeah, yeah. Wouldn't yeah. that be nice? Um. So what what about fate? Do you believe that things happen for a reason? I believe we're programmed in childhood, and we replay those things over and over again until we work out that we're replaying things over and over again <laughs> and then we can we can let them go yeah i read that we're ourselves you said we're tied to ourselves in a matrix in our child from our childhood more yeah or less, so yeah it's really interesting as you go through this more and more it becomes more and more obvious it's it becomes easier to see that we're replaying things over and over again 
just because our awareness expands. So it's just easier to see. So, it, you know, it's absolutely the case that we do. We, we, we play those feeling complexes. So we're not replaying the exact thing that happens. We're replaying how we felt in some particular instance. And we'll replay that feeling that we'll replay an event that gives us that same feeling again. Yeah, I mean, I still, uh, another personal instance is remember specific arguments with my parents vividly. Uh -huh. uh, so it's how you felt when you were going through that and how you felt afterwards. That's part of your signal because you're holding it inside. It's still affecting you. So you will probably feel that way again in the future unless you let it go. Unless I expunge it or extrapolate yeah. it. Yep. Fascinating. Wow. Um, and do you, are you with COVID? Obviously things have been different. Are you giving seminars and do you have seminars coming up in the near future? I don't at the moment. No, I'd be happy to speak at any event. If anyone wants me to speak, I would love to do that. That's what I want to be doing. Right. Yeah, of course. Um, have you not tried to set something up virtually via zoom or. It's going to happen. It hasn't happened yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, uh, I, I think this is amazing. And so I'm glad that we're, we're talking about this because it's going to take me a while to, to do it. Like I said, my focus <laughs> so easily distracted. That's and that's concern. something that you would tap on as well, right? You would tap on. I don't have the focus to do this, right? I, I have ADHD. You would tap on those thoughts and those feelings because that there is your resistance to doing the work. Now, music has been my medicine. How does music play in this for you? Can you play music? Uh, there's music with frequencies, I'm sure you know, and so forth. Uh, can you do that while tapping or do you? Is that not permitted? <laughs> <laughs> you can do it while tapping if it helps. Okay. Yeah. It, yes, it, it does for help. Me, some it would. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Has anybody in your family started tapping? <laughs> no, not really. But no one in my family had the childhood that I had. Right. Well, I good. do think, yeah, I think <laughs> that the more trauma we have in childhood, the greater our capacity for spiritual growth or for even searching for personal growth, right? You know, some people who've had a really pleasant childhood and a pleasant life, they don't feel the need to do something like this. Yeah, but if that's the thing about life, if you live long enough, we're all going to experience something <laughs> traumatic or sad in our life. Right, yes. It's so my family, yeah, my family know it's a tool <laughs> that yep. they can use at some point. But no, I do have friends that use it. And spirituality, uh, you, you mentioned that earlier. Are you religious? Uh, what, what, how do you bring spirituality into this aspect? Yeah, I'm not religious, um, right. but spirituality to me is now a part of this. I understand it at a level that I never did before. I, I believe that I'm actually looking through the, um, I'm looking through the connective tissue is what I'm looking through when I'm looking in the body. And I believe that's where our soul resides. And as I'm releasing the tension or the adhesions or the darkness inside, I believe I'm freeing up the soul. And once it's free and completely happy in the body, I feel like it will be quite comfortable staying in the body. 
So that's one aspect of it. But I also believe that we tune into spirit. And if we have these adhesions or these this darkness inside, we can't tune in very well. And that's how I believe our ego manifests through this darkness, these adhesions inside. So as we release that darkness, I believe we will tune into spirit more easily. Yeah, I believe that wholeheartedly because I saw my mom take her last breath. And that last breath, I could just, that huge exhale, I could see the tension and all the, the burden that she'd been carrying her whole life leave her body. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. I think this work, I here, yeah. It, yeah, this work is releasing that burden now. While living, yeah. Yes. Wow. Um, do you foresee yourself doing any seminars that my audience could perhaps? You've got a website, right? You, you keep that up to date? I do, yes, and hints.com. Yeah, okay. and I have a public Facebook page. Yes, I do see myself doing um, seminars. Um, yeah, I've, I've written some things down already. Yes, I'm contemplating it. <laughs> okay. And for anybody who's interested in this and reading your book, are, are you readily available? communicate if they have questions and so forth i am absolutely i have a youtube channel as well which has a demonstration of eft and a demonstration of feeling your feelings and some other videos on there and yeah i'm happy to interact with anyone on facebook or youtube okay well i um like i said i'm a little apprehensive and skeptical but i'm gonna try it and maybe we can revisit in about six months do a sounds great or something. absolutely and check in and, and see. And then, of course, uh, I'll probably, while I try it, I'll probably shoot you a note or email at least and say, well, I couldn't get past this thought. And <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That would be great. Please do. Okay. Well, and again, I can't thank you enough for joining me. And I know that my audience will, will find this fascinating and, and valuable. Thank you. Thank you for letting me share. Okay. Thank you so much. I want to thank Anne once again for sharing her truly inspiring and fascinating story about her life in a unique way to overcome one's trauma and grief to live a truly better life. As always, I want to thank all of my listeners. And until next time, this is Neurons to Nirvana.